0: chapter seventeen of grandpa's darlings by pansy This LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter seventeen gracie's applications what is that she said to me as she leaned over my chair and watched me tugging at the strings of her shoe what is the matter with gracie's shoe it is in a hard knot i said and i am afraid auntie bell will have to cut the string i can't pick it out nevertheless i worked at it industriously until my patience gave way and then i took the scissors only an hour or two afterward i heard her ringing little voice calling through the hall auntie bell oh auntie bell come quick and bring the scissors gracie's hand is all in a hard knot i went in haste She was trying to get her little blue dress off, working with much tugging, and inside of the sleeve her chubby little hand was caught. It is in a hard knot, she explained as I came in, bring the scissors quick, and to all my explanations she could only answer, with a wise little shake of her head, it is in a hard knot. This is only a specimen of her queer ideas once we all went to cleveland ohio to spend our vacation her papa and mamma and herself of course and my minister and i some time i will tell you about the funny times we all had there together enough queer things happened to us to make a big book of but about this one day it was very warm the warmest day we had yet we said so of every single day that came we sat at the dinner table. Dinner was over, and Gracie had left us and was standing in the dining room door while we elders sat over our dessert and visited as hard as if we had not been doing that same thing and not much else for three weeks. There was a strong lake wind, and Gracie's blue dress and white apron fluttered back and forth like little flags. She was a little bit of a mousy, she had been sick all summer and her cheeks did not puff out like peaches any more as we sat looking at her there came an unusually strong wind the door against which she stood blew suddenly shut and away went gracie out and down the three steps to the ground we all sprang up with little shrieks and exclamations and ran to the door uncle ross was first was there indeed before i could get my chair pushed from the table and as we reached the door we met him coming with the fallen maiden in his arms. She was not shrieking as I suspected, neither was she speechless from injury and fright as I had half feared. I wish you could have seen her face. Her eyes were as bright as two stars, her cheeks were glowing, and her face was all in a sparkle of delight. "'I flew,' she said, as she came toward us. "'Did you see me, Auntie Bell?' oh mamma did you see me fly i went just as nice just like the robins and uncle ross caught me before i came down now did anyone ever hear such a description of a fall before she was the most perfectly delighted little darling that you ever saw she could talk of nothing else all day Every one who came in she told the story of her wonderful journey up in the air just like the robins and how uncle ross caught her before she fell don't let us tell her anything about it her mamma said it is really a pity to undeceive her it is such a pretty idea let her think so for a little while we need not have been afraid of undeceiving her it wasn't an easy thing to do it soon became apparent that it was very important to try she was never given to being afraid of things not half so much afraid as would have been convenient and we found that after her flight into the air she grew to thinking that she was certainly different from other little girls perhaps she had wings hidden away somewhere so that she could fly again when we told her to be careful about going to the end of the high piazza for fear she might fall she would look up at us with an air half wistful half roguish and say perhaps i might fly instead of falling i did once you know and this she thought was an argument that was perfectly unanswerable we must certainly explain that to her mama said one day or she will be trying to climb out on the roof and fly off to the ground so i engaged to attempt an explanation you mustn't think gracie that you really flew that day when the wind blew you out of the door uncle ross was beside you so quickly and picked you up before you had time to know that you had fallen almost before you touched the ground that is what makes you think that you flew but the truth is if the ground had not been soft and grassy and you hadn't been picked up so quickly you might have been badly hurt and you must never try to fly because you have no wings and were not intended to travel in that way she had been so sure of her trip that I was very sorry to spoil the pretty idea, and I expected her to feel very badly, perhaps to shed a few tears. I prepared to comfort her. She did not say a word for several minutes, and her face was so grave, so almost offended in its look, that I decided to wait and find out what was passing in her queer little mind. "'Auntie Bell she said speaking at last in a slow grave tone auntie bell did you ever fly why of course not darling don't you see i have no wings either no one can fly no one but birds and hens and such creatures people cannot and that is what makes it very foolish in you to say that you can because you were not made to fly I gained a great deal by that explanation, as you will see. Then you don't know at all how it feels to fly? Not at all. The nearest I expect to come to it is to go up in a balloon. I mean to try that way of traveling some day, and I think very likely I may take you with me, that is, if you would like to go. I should think it might be almost as good as flying. Well she said still speaking in that grave wise tone of hers and treating my last sentence exactly as if i had not spoken it if you never flew in your life of course you can't know how it feels to fly and you can't know as much about it as i do because i have flown away up in the sky i think i went out of sight but it didn't take but a little minute for flying is done just as quick oh quicker than you can think and i came back just as uncle ross and all of you got to the door but of course you think it isn't so for you never tried it and i did talk of trying to explain things to her when she didn't hesitate to say that she knew more about it than i did to all our explanations and advice she gave this unanswerable reply but mamma i have tried it you know and how can i help knowing that i didn't fly when i did what is to be done with the ridiculous little morsel her mamma asked half in amusement and half in despair i am really afraid she will get a serious fall i have to watch her all the time i know she thinks us all a set of skeptics and she means to prove to us that we are mistaken the first chance she gets i don't know but we will have to select the place and let her try it just to prove to her that there are people in the world who know more than she does this her papa said but mamma shivered as she answered i am afraid of that way we can never be sure how little a fall may be a serious one we were not in cleveland when we had this talk but at grandpa's whither we had come to finish our vacation he sat at the round table reading the tribune and as we thought not hearing a word we were saying but in the twilight of the next evening just before it was time for gracie to go to bed he took her on his knee and they had a little talk together part of which i heard so you really think you can fly little lady why i know i did fly grandpa and i can't see why i couldn't do it again grandpa said not a single word in answer at which the little mousie seemed to be a good deal astonished she took shy looks at him from under her lashes until presently she said don't you think i flew grandpa no said grandpa shaking his head i don't think you did shall i tell you the reason it is because i can't find anything about it in the bible then his little granddaughter had an astonished face why grandpa she said and her voice was full of exclamation points what can you mean of course it isn't in the bible for it happened thousands of years afterward but i did fly that is you think you did but i can't think it because i have been looking it up in the bible today and I find a great deal about people like you and me walking. It tells us to walk in love, to walk honestly. It says, this is the way, walk ye in it, and walk humbly. It says, walk in the light, and ever so many other directions. Then I looked for some directions about flying. There are a good many of them, but the trouble is, they are all about the angels, not a word to you and me or people like us it tells about one good man one whom god loved very much and to whom he used to give great blessings he wished one day that he had wings like a dove but god didn't give him any and only once did i find anything about our flying it speaks of one time when we shall fly away but even then i find that we have to leave our bodies behind You know when your little friend Clara died, don't you remember that her body lay there where you could look at it? But that part of her that used to talk and laugh was gone? Clara had flown away, and I am hoping that the time will come when my Gracie will fly right up to heaven to be with Jesus. But I feel certain that when that time comes, she will leave her body here, because God has nowhere said that she could fly with it it was just at this point that mamma called her little girl to go to bed she kissed grandpa good night and went upstairs with a very thoughtful face and it was not until she was almost ready for bed that she said gravely well mamma i must have been mistaken after all because grandpa has read the bible through about it and he says there is no such thing i have got to leave my body down here with you when i go flying and I don't want to go that way yet, so I won't ask him to let me. Of course, if he wouldn't let the very good man who wanted them so much have some wings, of course he wouldn't let me, for I do suppose I do some wrong things once in a while. So, Mama, I mean to give up trying to fly, and I must have blue out that day. Only I didn't fall, and it felt ever so much like flying." and she gave a troubled little sigh as though it was very hard to give up her lovely belief that she had been up in the air it is the very first time i ever knew her to be convinced by arguments her mother said with great satisfaction as we went downstairs after wingless gracie had fallen asleep she is the most positive child i ever saw and you know how absurdly she can argue but think of going to the bible for arguments with which to convince her that she didn't fly i shouldn't have thought of it in a lifetime do you suppose there is any lesson that father cannot find a way of teaching from that same book i asked as we stopped on the lower stairs to finish this bit of a talk i don't believe there is she said and then oh wouldn't you give a great deal to be able to bring the bible into every little thing as father can and then we both said for the hundredth time what a blessed thing it was to have such a father and for gracie to have such a grandfather chapter